somebody give the Lord your best praise offering here today. Before you're seated, God is just, it's the presence of the risen Christ. The presence of God changes everything. One encounter with the presence of Jesus will change your life forevermore. And I mean forevermore. Lift up your hands. God is in this place. Christ is exalted. His spirit moves freely. So Lord, we ask you to continue to be you. Do not permit us to censor you. Do not permit us ever to quench or to grieve you. Show up mightily. Do what you want to do. Save the lost. Deliver the captive. Heal the sick. Fill the empty. Show up, oh God, mightily in the name of Jesus. Before you're seated, I just got to tell you this experience I had right there this past week. And I, I had the privilege of preaching. I want to welcome all of our audience across the world watching us live. Just came back from preaching in Atlanta, Georgia. I had the privilege, A-Town, had the privilege of preaching to a, a millennial conference, 5,000 plus millennials in one place. They were entrepreneurs, innovators, creative, unbelievable, just, just dreamers and going after it, leaders. They had the common denominator. They, they all love Jesus. And they were, this is going to sound crazy, 5,000 millennial entrepreneur innovators. The leader is a Harvard grad, Mark Moore, Elder Mark Moore. You Google him, Mark Moore Jr., and four years ago, he, the Lord, a Harvard guy, God spoke to him and said, start a conference for the millennial generation to just pursue righteousness and change the world. So he started four years ago with 50 people. The year after that, 300 registered. Last year, 3,000 were there. This year, 5,000 plus. But here's the common denominator. It wasn't your normal gathering. This guy grabs the microphone and he begins to pray in a heavenly language, lifting up Jesus, unbridled, the power of the Holy Spirit fills us. I've never seen so many millennials gathered in one place, lifting up Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit. All I'm trying to tell you is, don't drink the Kool-Aid, man. We are this far away from seeing an outpouring of the power of God upon an entire generation. Are you with me? New season, we need to get ready. We're part of an awakening that's gonna shift this nation towards righteousness and justice. How many believe that we, how many believe in the name of Jesus that we can be? Amen, 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 beautiful. All right, all right, all right. All right. And they, they messed me up, Pastor Phyllis, because Pastor uh, Elder Mark's mom got up there and she just, she's just an older woman indeed, blessed. She had her church hat. She had, if y'all know what I'm talking about, anybody here from the Kojic or Apostolic faith background, she had the, the. Anybody know what I'm talking about? She put that on and then she just, she jacked me up because she goes, I guess we'll see you know something. She goes, 
And she says, kill, kill that, kill that, kill that, kill that, kill that, kill that. And she goes, she goes, this is, I'm thinking, what she, she goes, I just want to say a little something. She goes, in the name of Jesus. You can't just do that. And I'm thinking, how are millennials going to react to that? Not one millennial sat down. The moment she began, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have So you know it. If you would have been there, there's something called a praise break. I'm going to have to explain that to some of you, but I don't have the time. A praise break is a moment in the service where you just can't hold yourself any longer. And all of a sudden, you remember all the hell that you survived throughout the year. And you realize that if not by the grace of Jesus, you wouldn't even be here right now. So you forget about the way you're dressed and who's standing next to you. And you start giving God your own shout of praise and your own worship of praise. Is anybody grateful that God saw you through? Is anybody grateful that God took? to dance all by yourself you got to learn to shout praise exalt Christ my God my God my God my God oh wow God is in the house God is in the house I have a word the word is about 17 minutes and 47 seconds long but no one's counting and it is a word God gave me the word yesterday coming out of that conference I arrived yesterday and God gave me a word and I wrote it down I shared it with Pastor Ava in the car because she's my first audience and the most adorable audience indeed. Is that right? I'm supposed to say that according to the script. But, no, sorry, that's just, it's good. And, and, the, and the Spirit of God did fill us when I shared it with her. It, but I want to do something. I don't want to interrupt the flow of the anointing of God. So I want to do something now because after the message, I just want to open up the altar call and I want it to be unbridled. So if you don't mind right now, I want you to find what belongs to God. That means go back to plate. There it is. Hold the notes, sustain, boom. And I want you to go right now, find what belongs to God real quick, real quick. I want you to find the very, a very instrument, an act of obedience that gives the devil a migraine. And, and, and literally God tells the devil to shut up when you give. No, I mean that. The Bible says in Malachi that God rebukes the devourer every time you're faithful with your tithing and your offerings. So find it. Once you have it, put it in your hands. And, and I know you just sat down. But once you have it and you have it in your hands, I dare you to stand with it and speak to the fact that your giving prompts heaven to open up in your favor. 
your giving has the power to shut hell down. So once you have it, raise it. Because I'm believing in Jesus' name that you're coming out of whatever you're going through. And this is a prophetic act of faith. God wants to take you from glory to glory. So once you have it, stand with it. If you don't have it, take it from your neighbor and see whether or not they engage in a praise break. What are we doing right now? The information's on the screen, even those that are watching online right now. In this church, we believe not only in doing things above reproach of impeccable integrity, but our giving is for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus around the world. It literally goes around the world. And I mean literally around the world. We had somebody who flew into one of our services here who actually met me and they flew in for, from Belgium just to be part of one service. One service. My mind is saying, why don't you just watch it online? But they wanted to experience it live and in person. And, and to me, that's just unbelievable. It's remarkable. It's all glory be to Christ. Lift it up. Pastor Abe, I have discovered that the more we give, yes, God opens up the windows of heaven and he blesses us, but the more we see the fulfillment of God's promises in all aspects, especially in areas that money cannot buy. Go beyond the car and the house. Yeah, he'll provide that too, but that's not the most important thing. There are areas that money cannot buy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So lift it up right now. Lord, bless every cheerful giver. Everyone who's giving right now, we believe your word. Every time we give, this is what we're saying. We believe that your promises are yes and amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. We believe 2 Corinthians 9, 8, that you will generously provide enough or we will have leftover to share with others. We believe in Philippians 4, 19. You will provide all of our needs according to your riches, which are in glory. And we believe you for Ephesians 3.20, that you will do exceedingly abundantly above anything and everything we could ever imagine or ask for. So here it is, my God. We believe you. We believe you completely. In Jesus' name, change the world with this for your name's sake. Amen. Go ahead, ushers, quickly. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Praise be the Lord. Praise be the Lord. I'll give you a second to give. Those that are giving online, you have information on your screen. God is so good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Word of the Lord, word of the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be the Lord, praise be the Lord, praise be the Lord, praise be the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All right, I'm going to get right into the word of God. Right into the word of God. Mark chapter 2. Ushers could complete, could continue until you finish the last rows, and I'm just going to start preaching now. But Mark chapter 2. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, 
four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. My goodness. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof. If somebody dugs a hole in my roof, someone will end up paralyzed. I'm just saying. They, they dug a hole through a roof, not even their house. Above his head. Whose head? Jesus, watch this. Then they lowered the man on his mat, not just anywhere in the house, but right down in the front of Jesus. Another version reads, in the face of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, imagine Jesus speaking to a packed room like this, and all of a sudden, this thing opens up. And a, and a guy in a mat comes down. Because they dug a hole perfectly strategically, intentionally for the purpose of ending up in the face of Jesus. So Jesus looks at him and says, your sins are forgiven. Subsequently, he tells them, yeah, stand up, pick up your mat and walk, you're healed. I want to speak to you on the subject matter, faith news or fake news. You're either living a lie Thriving in truth or stuck in the hype. Fake news versus fake news. Stop listening to fake news. Stop listening. When Jesus returned several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. The news spread quickly that he was back home. People know when Jesus is in the house. We say that one more time. People know when Jesus is in the house. People know when Jesus is in the city. People know when Jesus is in the church. People know, by the way, when Jesus is in your life. You, what does this mean? It, it doesn't say that Jesus arrived in Capernaum and he, and he bought some space on Facebook, some advertisement. Jesus didn't tweet, hey, I'm here. It, the Bible says the news spread quickly that Jesus was in the house because the presence of God does not require a public relations director. The presence of God does not require a marketing campaign. The presence of God does not require millions of dollars to be allocated in an advertisement budget. When Jesus is in the house, I said when Jesus is in the house, when Jesus is in the house, I'm going to let you know something. When we have to do something even in this church because we, we need to get, I don't know, I know we're limited because it's packed out and all that and we have, look, we have limited space. I get that. But I, I want our kids to at least be here for the praise and worship because I'm going to tell you why. I want our kids to see Jesus in the house and to experience Jesus. You follow what I'm saying? At least for that. Because when Jesus is in the house, the kids know that Jesus is in the house. When Jesus is in the house, the men know that Jesus is in the house. When Jesus is in the house, the women know that Jesus is in the house. The next generation knows that Jesus, matter of fact, let me be honest. When Jesus is in the house, every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness knows that Jesus is in the house. Jesus was in the house, and the news spread quickly. Let me be very honest with you. I get overwhelmed with all the news. The Bible says, and the news spread quickly. Today, we're inundated with political news, entertainment news, sports news, and there's a new phenomenon that is recent to our generation that we never heard before, even though it was there in elements, yellow journalism and so forth, but we never heard it till contextualized until now. Fake 
news. Fake news can be described as information disseminated under the guise of news with inaccuracies, misinformation, and falsehoods. Simply stated, fake news is a news story that looks like it's legitimate, but it's full of lies. I'm tired of all the fake news. I'm ready for faith news. Let me explain what I mean. Fake news says, recently there was a report that came out. Fake news says that this will be the last generation in American history, the last one, where the majority of people will self-identify as Christians. I call that fake news. Because faith news says, a revival is coming to America that will be greater than Azusa and the Jesus movement combined. I don't know if you're hearing this. I'm here to tell you, don't believe the fake news. God is about to pour out his spirit upon this nation like we have never seen before. If you believe it, shout like you believe God's about to show up. Fake news says your children and your children's children will be bound by moral relativism and the darkness of unbelief. Faith news says believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your house will be saved. Fake news says you're too broken to be fixed. You're too lost to be found and you're too bound to be saved. Faith news says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fake news says the medical report is the final report. Aha. But faith news says it's not over until God says that it is over. Because by the stripes of Christ, you and I are healed. Fake news says, fake news says you're not going to make it financially, spiritually, relationally. No matter what you say or do, you're going to get stuck. You're going to stay stuck in your pit. You're never going to make it. You're never going to have enough. You're never going to have enough. You're going to have to beg. You're going to have to barely make it if you can. But faith news says. Faith news says. I was young. But now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. Your children will never have to beg. I'm going to say that one more time. Your children and your children's children will never have to beg because Jehovah Jireh is your provider. If you believe that, say amen. One more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Fake news says, trust in your own ability above everything else. Trust in those around you above everything else. Trust in government. Oh, Uncle Sam, I love Sam, but man. Trust government for all of your answers. Trust man for your breakthrough. Trust your intellect to get across the line. Faith news says, some trust in chariots. Others trust in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Somebody shout, I trust in the name of Jesus. No, I'm preaching to you now. I don't care what you're going through in your family, in your circumstance. Say, I trust in the name of Jesus. I trust the blood of Jesus. I trust the word of Jesus. 
I trust Jesus with my family, my faith, my finances, my future, my health, my destiny. Yes. Cameraman, give me a tight shot. I want to speak to all of my friends at CNN, MSNBC, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, because we're multi-ethnic, Univision and Telemundo. I know you report the news. Some of it has vestiges that is not legitimate. But I'm going to tell you what real news looks like. Here's the news you can't deny. Jesus still saves. Put that on your end. Jesus still delivers. Yeah, he does. We have people here that have been set free by the power of Jesus. We have former addicts and former alcoholics. People have, Jesus still heals. We have people in this place who have experienced the healing power of Jesus. And I know one day, you may not want to report it, but one day you will. It's coming. Believe it or not, Jesus is coming back again. Somebody shout like you believe. That's the news. That's called the gospel news. That's the good news on steroids. So number one, don't listen to fake news. It's because fake news trumps the fake news. Number two, surround yourself with people that will carry you when you can't carry yourself. I, I want to break this down. Soon the house was so filled he was preaching the word. Four men arrived, carried him. You get the story, right, Brother Sean? We're talking about four. This man was paralyzed, so there were four men who carried him on a mat. Crazy. And then they, they couldn't get in, so they, they, they climbed over the wall of the house. They made a hole in the roof. They lowered him in the front of the face of Jesus. This is, here's the part that got to me yesterday. I've never preached on this before, by the way. This is as fresh as Panera Bread on a Monday morning. Praise be God for Panera. It's a Panera anointing. I, I, I want to I break this down for you. We find a paralyzed man. I'm going to have to illustrate this because it's the only way to do it. It's not the only way to do it, but it's the only way I'm going to do it here. Pastor Nathan, my brother. My younger brother, give it up for Pastor Nathan, my younger brother. Younger brother. Jesus, forgive me. So, Brother Sean, come up here. You're going to play the paralyzed man. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you go down. Yes, I, like, I like your shoes, by the way. That's nice. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, need, I need somebody, four, four men. So, I need somebody else. Who do we have? Brother Sean, brother, can you give somebody else? What do we have? We, you got... Brother Armando, where are you? Oh, here it is. Come up here. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Brother Jason, sorry, I should have called you first. So what's wrong with me? All right, this is so cool. 
Jason, Pastor E, go here for a second. I want people to see this for a second. And I know camera, we're going to have a difficult time here because of the speaker, but that's fine. Um, he was paralyzed. This is the part that got to me. I've never preached on it. It got to me. It ministered to me. If I would have learned this years when I was younger in my 20s, I would have avoided a lot of stuff, honest to God. And I never got this revelation until now, but if somebody would have taught me this, he was paralyzed. But then four men carried him. You think that's, what's the point here, Pastor Sam? Okay, real simple. The four men who carried him were not paralyzed. You're going to pick this up in a second. Because it is easy. When whatever our condition may be, we like to coalesce and find other people that are in similar condition. Because they understand us. Because they can make room for us. Because they're not going to judge us. So what happens is when we're bleeding, we find other people that are bleeding. When we're wounded, we find other people that are wounded. When we're broken, I'm about to preach in a second. When we're wounded, we find other people that are wounded. When we're paralyzed, we like to find other people that are paralyzed. The Bible talks about another paralyzed man who was paralyzed. So he found other people that were paralyzed and he found himself paralyzed for 38 years. Because if you hang around people that are just in your same circumstance, you're always going to stay right there. I'm about to preach right now. Are you hearing me? What is this man? He wasn't carried by four people that were paralyzed. He was carried by four men that were not. What does this mean? When you're in the pit, find someone who's in the palace. Don't surround yourself with other pit people. I know it's easy because they understand you. They speak your language. They know what you're going through. No, when you're, when you're bleeding, find somebody who's been healed. When, when you're in the desert, find somebody who's been to the promised land. Are you with me right now? When you're there, you don't need people like you. You need people that can take you out of your paralysis and take you out of your pit. Am I preaching to anybody? You need to find somebody who's not where you are. It is natural. It is natural for you to want to be around people just like you. But supernaturally speaking, if you want to come out of this, you need to find people that are not like you. I'm preaching to somebody right now. The reason why you're still paralyzed is because you're in a paralyzed environment and you're surrounded by people that all they speak is paralysis. If you are negative, you need to find somebody who is positive. If you're depressed, you can't be around 20 people that are depressed just like you. You need to surround yourself with people that have the joy of the Lord that'll speak joy into you. Are you getting this right now? Am I speaking to anyone right now? Whatever it may be, I, even when you say, but I, think, I need you to understand me. I need you to make room for me. I need you to be compassionate with me, to be very forthright. When you're there, you don't need just understanding. You need, I need a listening ear. No, you don't. Listen to me. For other occasions, you do. Not when you're there. When you're there, you don't need someone just to listen. You need somebody who will pray for you. You need somebody who will prophesy into you. You need somebody who will anoint you. And if need be, you need somebody who will rebuke you in the name of Jesus and tell you to get out. Somebody lift up your hands.
I told you it's going to be a short message. Lift up your hands. I'm here to tell you with your hands lifted high, right there where you're at. Don't lower them. Don't lower them. Don't lower them. I'm here to tell you God's about to shift the people around you. God's about to surround you with the kind of people that can carry you in to the fullness of your destiny when you can't carry yourself. I'm preaching. God, God's not, oh, I feel something. The four men could have given up when the house was filled. They could have said, we tried. We tried. You're not gonna, God's, God's not going to surround you with people that say, we tried. God's going to, I'm preaching. God's going to surround you with people that if everything is closed, the kind of people around your life carrying you will say, uh-uh, we're getting in one way or another. If this door closes, we're going this way. If this closes, we're going this way. And if all of this closes, we're going up because God has a purpose for you. God has a destiny for you. God has a dream for you. God has something higher for you. Surround yourself with people that refuse to give up on you. Even when you give up on yourself. Lift up your hands. I feel God. Surround yourself. So guys, lift them up. If you're paralyzed, don't hang around paralyzed folk. When you're going through hell, surround yourself with people that know how to bring down heaven. Lift up your hands. I feel God. Surround yourself with people that will praise you in when you can't praise for yourself. That will carry you when you cannot carry yourself. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who lives life alone, who has no one to lift him up. That's a crazy verse, man. I don't, if I would have learned this, I would have avoided a lot of heartache. Because when I, when I was broken, I, I looked for the Broken Society Membership Club. I looked for people that were broken like me. And no one ever told me, no. Samuel Rodriguez, do you have a dream? Yes. Find someone who has lived out their dream. If all I do is hang around a group of dreamers, I'm never gonna see my dream fulfilled. I have to find people who actually had a dream and actually saw their dream come true. Am I preaching to anybody here? I'm preaching to somebody. There's an anointing in this place. I dare you to raise both hands and repeat after me, Jesus is in my house. From this moment on, I will be surrounded by those that can take me up and take me higher and lift me up when I can't lift myself up. From this moment on, I rid myself of all negativity, all paralysis, all ideas, all relationships that keep me on my mat. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now look up here for a second. Not everybody should have access to your mat. No, no, not everybody should have access to your mat. Don't give everybody intimate. Do not, give, do not make everyone an intimate friend. 
Do not give everyone access to your dream and your destiny and your God-ordained purpose. I need somebody to shout right now, just spiritually, to say, get off my mat. Don't touch my mat. If you're not holy, don't touch my mat. If you're not anointed, don't touch my mat. If you don't have purpose, don't touch my mat. If you don't want to see the best for me, don't touch my mat. Some people just want to use you for your mat. We're done. Stand with me. You are standing. Those that are not standing, stand with me. It's preaching a little bit hard. I know. Any complaints, text the Holy Spirit. touch my mat four men who were not like him Pastor Samuel Rodriguez you have a dream yeah even at my age right now God is speaking to me and say surround yourself with people who have done more who have seen more even those who have overcome more it's alright if they were paralyzed once but they're not paralyzed now so we're not talking about find perfect people, no. Just don't find people in the tribulation. Find people with a testimony. You're standing with me. I love this. I'm sorry. I'm overwhelmed by this. I want you to walk this way. Stop for a second. They saw that it was so packed. They saw that it was so packed. They decided they could have given up. The four guys could have said, we love you, man. But by the way, if I'm living a lie, stop telling me only that you love me. If you love me, don't just tell me that you love me. If you love me, tell me the truth. I'm going to drop the mic and walk out right now and hit the green room. It's truth and love. The, by the way, the Bible is, God, God is love. John says that. But the Bible doesn't say love sets you free. All the King James folk, for ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you for he who the sun sets is free. Am I preaching to anybody here? Look up here for real. Look up. I'm done. I am done. I promise. I am. Look up here. You're an entrepreneur. You're an innovator. How about this? Your parents. Your young parents. Yeah, you should hang around other young parents because you want your kids to play together. But also surround yourself with parents who have been through it. Always surround yourself with people those that can take you up they literally took him up if all you do all your life is surround yourself with people just like you that's why this nation is so jacked up because we like to live in our silos of ethno culture and political ideologies and silly stuff man 
No, I'm not going to live like that. I'm going to surround with people that can take me up. Are you with me? Entrepreneurs, innovators, business people, husbands, wives. You're a young husband. You just got married. You're an older husband. How do I go up? You go up by mentoring the next generation. By helping someone in their mat. Am I preaching to anybody? Guys, sweaty? Mama fed this boy well. <laughs> Here it is. So they made a hole in the roof. A hole in the roof in a house that wasn't theirs. And they lowered him on a mat in the face. So Jesus, I'm not making this up. Imagine Jesus preaching. Yes, because Isaiah said. Because Jesus would preach from Isaiah. He would. And he's preaching. All of a sudden, you're preaching in a packed out place just like this. And all of a sudden, he... guy in a mat ends up right like this hanging on a mat held up with ropes a paralyzed man right in his face some people would have been satisfied if he would have been lowered somewhere in the vicinity but they wanted him right in his face are you hungry enough to do what you have to do to end up in his face all right yeah what do we do now today in 2019? How do we make a hole in the roof? They actually went up to get in. That formula still works. We can go up to get in. David, the psalmist said that his praise to God lifted him up, took him out of his pit. So your praise is actually what takes you to the rooftop, makes a hole in the roof. Watch this. Praise takes you up. The grace of Jesus lowers you to the face of Jesus to experience the mercy, the love, and the forgiveness of Jesus. Praise takes you up. Grace brings you down to his presence. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to do it together, okay? When I, when I count to three, I want you to drop them really hard. I'm kidding. I just wanted you to see. I wanted to see the reactions. Just to see. No. When I count to three, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, and I know it's going to sound awkward to some, but I believe in him. I've seen him. When I count to three, I want you to find the kind of praise that will make a hole in the roof. What does that mean? I, and I, as I was writing this, even in the green room, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I'm about to open up the rooftops of people today in this place watching online. Heavens are about to open up. I want you to hear me. God's about to grant you access where heaven's about to fall down on your earth. I wish you would get this. So here's what I want you to do. If you haven't been through anything this year, if the devil did not show up to try to kill your joy and rob your peace and silence your destiny, then I don't want you to do anything. But if you're here by the grace of God, if you're saying, I got this, then I, when I count to three, I want you to raise, I want you to make a hole in the roof. I want you to pierce the heavens where you will have access to everything that God has for you. Praise takes us up. That's the psalmist, not me. And the grace of God places you in the face of Jesus. So let's do this. When I count to three, I want you to give God the best kind of praise think about everything you went through think about every moment the enemy showed up to stop you self-inflicted externally driven whatever it may be today we're going to raise the roof from this place
place. We're going to open up the heavens and you're going to be lowered into the very presence of all of God's promises. So look at the neighbor that's next to you that doesn't want you to look at him and tell that neighbor, neighbor, I'm about to raise the roof. I'm about to make a hole in the heavens. Tell your other neighbor, 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 I'm about to go up in order to get in in the name of Jesus in Jesus name here we go ready one two three give God your best shout somebody give God a shout like you believe praise him like you got the victory praise him like God is in your way praise him like God is for you and not against you Praise the light, the best is yet to come. Lower that man, 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 lower that man. And here's Jesus. Jesus Jesus wasn't even looking his way he showed up where Jesus was at are you willing to do what others are not doing in order to see what others are not seeing you have to reach a place in your life where you no longer care how many have reached that place already in your faith where you just don't care anymore and let me explain that you don't care if people criticize you. You don't care if people misunderstand you because you're so sold out to Jesus. You're so committed to the gospel of Jesus. How many reached the place? How many used to care when you were younger but now you don't really care anymore? Because you know that, you know that, you know that you're willing to do what others are not willing to do in order to see what others are not seeing. They put him in his face. And Jesus said this, and Jesus said, you thought Jesus would say, you're healed. He didn't. It's not what he said first. He said, your sins are forgiven. Because some of us want God to deal with our illnesses, emotional, financial, physical, when the number one thing he wants to deal with is your soul. Forgiveness, ladies and gentlemen, the redemptive only, the blood of Jesus, the grace of Jesus. Jesus looks at him and says, you're forgiven. The religious people got upset. Who, who are you to forgive? Jesus said, what do you think it's easier? To forgive or to tell them to be healed? He says, Jesus was saying, I did the hardest thing. I did what you can't do. I did what only God can do. Other people have healed before, but who has ever said, I forgive you? So you're forgiven. We're going to leave here. Can you raise your right hand? You just hear me. I want you to know this. Receive the forgiveness of God. Whatever you've done in your life that has not lined up with the will or the word of God, be forgiven right now. First John talks about confessing sin. God forgives us. 
Romans chapter 10, call upon the name of the Lord. Just repeat after me, God forgive me of all of my sins, all of my shortcomings, all of my failures. Forgive me. No, you're not done yet. Say number two, say now, Heavenly Father, I forgive those that have offended me. All of them. No, no, stop, stop it, stop it. Raise both hands, say, I'm not kidding. All of them. Okay, here's a little bit more. Lift them up a little bit higher. I'm talking about the people that did the worst things to you. I'm talking about the worst of worst things to you. Lift them up a little bit higher and say, I forgive them. And I, how about this crazy prayer? And I want you to forgive them. Just like you forgave me. Oh, and then say, Lord, one more note. I, for, I, I forgive myself. In Jesus' name. Give one more clap offering. One more. So paralyzed man, stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. All because he found four people that were not like him. Who surrounds you? Who surrounds you? People just like you? Find someone who can take you higher. Find someone who can pray you out when you can't pray for yourself. Find someone who will take some oil. Get the oil. That should be your you hashtag. Get me some oil. Somebody who will get the oil and anoint you when you can't anoint yourself. Are you with me? Don't give everyone access to your mat. Only those that can take you higher. If you got this word and you're not kidding, you really got it, give Jesus your best praise offering. Thank you, Pastor Mike. I shared this word with Pastor Ava yesterday as I alluded to, and the Holy Spirit just filled my car. And I said, I got it now. In life, surround yourself with those that can take you higher. Wow. Lord, I need you to seal this. I know you already have, but please seal this word in every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and every single person watching right now around the world. Seal this message. From this moment on, we will not live a lie. We will thrive in the truth, and we will never again be stuck in the hype. In the hype of the circumstance, or be limited by the crowd. We are those that are willing to go up, make a hole in the roof, and be lowered into the very presence of grace, truth, hope, and love. In Jesus' name.